Yo fam, welcome to Let's Go with Nick Pags. This series is intended to empower you to break through your self-limiting beliefs and step into your personal power. You're the only one in your way, so if you're ready to step up and out, this is your show. Let's go. I don't want to screw up that opportunity. Here yeah. All right. We're here. <laughs> My man, Tom Williams. Williams? Williams. Son. Williams. Son of Williams. Son of Williams. The man, the myth, the legend. Okay, so this is, so I'm excited about this podcast today because I know essentially nothing about you. That's it. <laughs> this is how it all worked out. This is how this happened. Let me throw this down real quick. I was at Ripped. I got an email about a guy who's an actor who had been, re- we reached out to you, mm-hmm. our PR people mm-hmm. from Ripped to come take a class. He showed up. I'm an idiot and forgot that he was coming. Afterwards, I was like, yo, he was a gentleman and came up and introduced himself. And I was like, yo, I was supposed to say hi, my bad. And we started talking and it was one of those moments that like clicked and I was like, yo, he needs to be on the show. <laughs> and here we are. And it's like are. the last time we spoke actually. When? Was then. Like yeah. that was the last time we was really spoke. We texted today to meet up and here we are yeah. in my kitchen doing it. It's a nice kitchen. Welcome, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I hear, I, uh, we were just talking about, <laughs> I was like, yo, you got to stop because we're about to like do this thing. Yeah, and I'm going yeah. to hear this. We're talking about, I said, how you feeling? I said, good. I'm telling him about the tea that I drink. And he says he's drinking mushroom tea. Yeah. Continue that. <laughs> this is such a random start into it. But hey, health and wellness, man. I'm interested. Tell me what it's about. All right. So the tea is called Four Sigmatic. Okay. And uh, I'm sorry, that's the company where I get it from. And uh, you can go online and get it. But the different teas that I get, there's one... Blanking on the name of the one that I drink in the morning, it's Quadra something, but that's for energy. Okay. Then throughout the day, I drink uh, Lion's Mane and Chaga, and then in the evening, you can drink Reishi, which helps you go to sleep. So the one in the morning, again, that's to like ignite the system, it's an energy boost. Um, and then the two in the afternoon, which were the ones that I was drinking before, the Lion's Mane and the Chaga, they're really good for mental clarity, focus, and like... It's like an endurance marathon, you know, when it comes to the mind. And so the first one kind of gives your synapses that boost, the lion's mane. And the second one that you drink um, a little later on in the day, the chaga, is what kind of like brings it all together and helps you streamline all this energy and focus that you've had throughout the day for the rest of the day. And I was just telling Nick how much I love them because I stopped drinking coffee, so I didn't have an alternative to um, like a caffeine spike. And these, I believe they have a little like natural caffeine in them, but right. it's more the uh, natural healing and like health properties of the mushrooms okay. that are actually giving you these enhanced effects, so to speak. It's wild. And it is, yeah. And they taste good and it comes in a powder form and you don't have to make tea with them. You can right. put them in a smoothie. You can just drink it cold with water. You can just put it on your tongue if you're about that life, you know? Nice. But um, they're really, really beneficial to me and they've really been a great alternative to coffee love so, it yeah why not start with that what the heck so let's backtrack and tell everybody who the heck you are so right. so we're talking about tea and now yeah. we need to know who this guy is that's telling us about yeah. the tea the tea man um well i am the tea man my name is tommy and uh <laughs> i'm from washington dc originally i am an actor right now i was on a tv show called the fosters um which has been the biggest thing i've done to date and um yeah, um, I just got my master's in theater over in England, and um, I normally am on the other side of this, so this is very interesting to be Love it. answering the questions, because uh, I have like an interview video series called Rise and Thrive, 
Um, and that's like that's my brand, Rise and Thrive, and it's pretty much like Let's Go, right. where it's. Um, I, I, I found a lot of us, myself included, at times just kind of operate in the world as, I call us the walking dead, like zombies. And there's just so much we need to do that is outside of ourselves that we forget to address and take care of ourselves. And really, this is the most important thing because everything else, you can have a billion dollars, but if this isn't good, it really does not matter. Right. So Rise and Thrive for me was a way of being like, you know, um, I had gone through, I lost my father a few year, two years ago, and so I was like, you know what? I can take this motivational thing that I've been doing with Rise and Thrive, which was initially started just to help me get out of bed, right. to now help people rise up in spite of whatever pain or difficult situation they're feeling. And instead of just of running away, trying to get over, trying to block or trying to disconnect from, really going through it and thriving through the pain. So thriving through the thickness of the fog that is the pain. Um, instead of going timidly or going the other direction, like really going with our chest out and our, you know, our chins up and our hearts open um, to experience what that, that road has in store for us. Because I believe from my experience, on the other, not even on the other side of that, because it's really not about the destination, as cliched as it sounds. It's, it's really about the journey because that's all it is. The destination is death. Right. You know, as soon as I that's realized right, that, yep. I was like, okay. So it's all about the journey. And realizing that on that journey, if we go into the face of this pain instead of running away from it with intention, with our being and like this vessel open, magic comes. Magic invades our, our whole being. And that's the only way I can describe it. It's like it becomes, it can become our purpose or one of our many purposes in life, um, meaning, whatever it may be. By going through the pain with intention, thriving through it, that's what gave me purpose in life. That was exactly when I realized, okay, I know exactly what I'm here to do. And as soon as I realized that, that was about nine months ago now, my whole life has changed, just completely changed, all for the positive. This is going to be fun. I'm excited because, so let me just bring it to yesterday. I was teaching a class. And in the class, I said, a lot of us are getting upset when we're facing a challenge, when there's some type of adversity, when we're going through pain or facing a situation and we're getting pissed off that it's there. Why me? Why this? Like, why do I have to go through this thing? And what blows my mind is that people are asking to grow. People are asking to be better. People are asking to wake up tomorrow, looking better, feeling better, doing better, getting more in their life than they were the day before. Yet... They're avoiding the pain and the challenge when that is the actual gateway to whatever you want. Mm -hmm. and, and you're sitting down. The first thing you say is, <laughs> like, I literally, I've been hot on it for just 24 hours, this same idea. I was like, oh, my God, he's speaking to my soul. Like, that's it, man. Yeah. I mean, I think people get really confused. There is a reason that stuff is in your life at that moment. There's a reason it's coming. There's a reason your dad passed. There's a reason why you stopped drinking coffee. There's a reason for all the shit that happened in between that, right? I really believe that idea. And when you lock into that and understand that the tough stuff is actually a catapult to the next level, the next foundation that you're setting for yourself, it's a totally different mindset. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you seem to with this rise and thrive, rise and thrive, rise right? and thrive, yeah. It seems like you connected that with that idea right away. Like, what was that shift that kind of gets you? Got you into that, like, okay, things suck, pain hurts, I hate life, and then, I don't know that's, if that's where you were, but 
I think most people avoid that tough stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there are very few people who are like, bring it on. I love it. I'm going to grow from this opportunity. What was it? That it was so um, right around the same, right around the time my dad died, I broke up with my girlfriend, my long-term girlfriend. Okay. And that woman is the love of my life. Mm-hmm. And so like most guys, I didn't realize until a year later that I had made a mistake. Right. But I was dealing with so much with my dad that anything that, um, um, that I had a deep loving connection to, I completely detached from because I was afraid of losing it because right. I just lost my father. You know, that was like the ultimate loss for me that I had experienced when it came to things that I was um, deeply connected in a loving way to. So I ran away. I did not face my pain. I did not face my fears then. I ran away. So then a year went by and uh, I was in school in England and then I came back in the winter and we saw each other and... Um, I realized, like, I don't want to get into the details about that encounter, but it was like over the next three weeks after I saw her, before I, between then and when I went back to school, I realized something just clicked in me where I was like, um, I feel like I need to do like the hardest thing in my life right now. That would make my life Love worthwhile. And that. for me, that was not necessarily like saying, let's get back together with her, but it was like apologizing. And trying to find common ground in a friendship moving right. forward. Yep, yep. Because there was no way we could be in a relationship. I was in a whole other country. She was in a new relationship. But she did not want to have a friendship. And that was devastating <clears throat> to me. So I said, okay. Well, she said it, she didn't want to have a friendship for then. So I was like, I completely understand that. So in my mind, as hurt as I was, like in a dark room, literally on the ground, crying in the fetal position, feeling like my, my whole life inner sense of reality had been rocked to the core. It was very, very eerie. I said, you know what? I've never felt like this before, and I've lost my father, so this means something. So let me try to do everything I can in my power so that the next time I see her, if we are going to be together then or in the future, I've become the man that I want to be for myself to serve her. Right. And as soon as I made that my intention and my mission, that's when, every, that's when I'm saying like everything started to align and make sense. So that was the catalyst. It was like no longer having access to someone outside of my family that I felt unconditional love for. So that I wasn't able to express it to her, so I was forced to express it to myself, which in turn made me have it for myself. Huge. Which since I couldn't do it for her, on the flip side, it's now going out to everyone else. Right. You know? I didn't know that was there. The heart had to be broken for the love to gush out. Right. And so that, that was the catalyst. That was heart the heart had to be broken for the love to gush out. Again... It's like, it's crazy how things get connected in the universe. Like, we're, yeah. our mindsets right now are connected. This is going to be dangerous. <laughs> like, that idea, the breakdown to build up, I've been talking about a lot this week, too. You have to feel the pain in order to desire to get out, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you didn't even know that that was your setup for a stronger you, for a guy who's doing what you're doing right now to set up, rise and thrive. Like, all of that came from... The breakdown and like a terrible breakdown, it sounds like. I mean, beat to your absolute knees. I'm enamored by that shift in perspective. Mm -hmm. Like you were at the lowest of the low emotionally, mentally, and clearly like you were a feeler. Like you feel that stuff. Um, that's, That's crazy to me that somebody might be depressed and think, why me? This is my fault. I hate me. The whole point of that moment was for you to recognize 
okay, it's time for me to see the strength I have. So I got to break down and, and just strip it down to the basics of who I am. And now let me start the process of building up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without the program that I was in. And that's like, I'm creating a course now from that exact experience because I was at the lowest of the low for myself and my right. experience relative to me. I was fortunate enough to be in a creative, intense environment for 11 months, the master's program that I did. So I was able to take all this confused energy, all this pain, all this hurt, and directly inject it and channel it into self-mastery, right. you know, which in that case was my acting, getting better as an actor. So it was creative. And from that, pers- that's how the perspective shifted. I don't know what would have happened if I didn't have that. Right. You know, if I didn't have a structure 10 hours a day, every day, doing something that I loved, but it wasn't just doing it for me, it was doing it literally to become a better version of myself right. in the process of mastering myself. That's, and like, I can say all this now in retrospect because I've been thinking about it a lot as I'm creating this course. And it's like, that was my saving grace. Right. Having that community at the school, my class that I was in, those, those 13 individuals, um, and then just the structure that I had within a creative environment um, where I was encouraged and pushed to explore those spaces. Yeah. I mean, know? getting around people is huge. Like having people on your team. I'm sure you could go forever on that. Yeah, right? man. Because, you know, I did the opposite before. I went away. Right. I went away. We detach. And it's so natural. I even notice it in myself still with yeah. like certain emotional topics I want to shut down especially when it comes to girls and like romance and love I want to shut down because I'm still like a little boy and I don't want a girl to see me like that but realizing well one dude that's your job as an actor (laughs) to be seen as that so you really don't have a choice you have to experience these things and you have to share them Um, that's literally what you get paid for and two just knowing that if I am able to share them with someone that I feel a connection with um, or not I mean, because that's a more vulnerable, risky place. But even if I don't have that with that person, if I have the confidence and the ability to do that, just to, to know that I can feel those things and be that way anywhere around anyone, there's so much power in that right. that it also leads to like another step in the personal, spiritual, emotional um, evolution. You know? that it, it, we, we don't think about it. You know, we just let it slide. We just let it slide because it doesn't feel good. We're not taught how to deal with it. We're taught practical, hard skills. I've never been good at those. So I always labeled myself as unintelligent. Like I knew I wouldn't make it. And I worked at a lobbyist firm for a little bit. My father was a lawyer. I knew I wouldn't work making in the corporate world. I knew it. I worked in an office for a few years and I literally like felt like I was having cabin fever. Mm -hmm. I lost my mind. I just walked out one day. And because uh, I'm just I'm not an animal that can exist in that kind of environment. And so I'm like, damn, if I don't like, you know, do something creative, I gonna end up in prison. Right. You know, because there's so much energy in there that it's not going to fit over there uh, working at a cubicle. And, you know, I, I don't know much about the entrepreneur world. I'm getting into that now. But like so for me, it had to be creative um, and just having the community of, of creative people that you can share that with. And not be afraid um, when you share that someone is going to um, judge you or make fun of you or call you stupid. And then once I got over that, once I realized, Nick, that my stupidity was the gateway to my brilliance, Dude, that's when everything made sense. You said what I was just about to say. The shift was the mindset of understanding EIQ. Mm-hmm. We are so judged on our intelligence of finishing a a paper or a test my whole life I was like damn I like 
I don't even know how to say this without sounding like cocky or weird. I knew my whole life in a way I was really brilliant. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird. Give me <laughs> no, a second. No, let me, let me elaborate because I know, I know you're going to feel me on this. <laughs> there was something inside me where I was like, damn, I have it going on. But like a, a B minus student or a mm-hmm. C plus student did not show that. Like it didn't mirror who I knew. There were, I, and I had no idea. I mean, you're talking like 13, 14, 15 years old. I'm starting to like judge myself because mm-hmm. of my grades. And I remember that feeling of like, I'm stupid. Like society has explained to me, Nick, you're a dumbass, man. Like you just can't get the grades. And I would read and read. And yeah, I had like ADD. I struggled with reading. I would read the same, whatever. Like all that. I knew that I was not a smart guy because my test didn't show or showed I wasn't. But then at the same time, I had this like passionate understanding of what was going on around me all the time. Mm -hmm. So like, no, I couldn't read the board and then replicate on a test. Mm -hmm. But what I could do is say why Sally couldn't focus on getting her work done because Bobby across was looking at her and I saw them talking in the lunchroom (laughs) and they were emotionally like struggling with each other and how the disconnect had created a fire between them. And like, that's the stuff that was rolling through my head that I didn't even know was rolling (laughs) through my head. And as I'm getting to college and I'm thinking like, yo, I'm going to do, uh, you know, physical therapy because I like working one-on-one with people. That's cool. I started a mental shift of like, wait, what I love is the one-on-one, mm-hmm. not the science, not the working out. I mean, I love working out and the fitness of it, but like, I, I just continued to shift more and more to EIQ. Like, how is my emotional intelligence? And that's when I started to study counseling and human services in college, and that's where I went to. Um, and that's where my business has mm-hmm. grown. Like, that's mm-hmm. where I have become successful in my space. And I don't like to use the word success because anytime I do, I feel like I get a little bit of complacency with myself. Any bit of growth that I've had in my space Mm -hmm. has come from that understanding of like, yo, I'm not a paper writing guy. I'm not a math guy. I get people. Mm -hmm. I get myself. I just don't think there's any human, like selfishly, whatever, egotistical. I just don't know if there's many people who are more self-aware than me. I sit in this apartment for many, many hours staring at the white wall, (laughs) just going on in my head, like straight up. For real, dude, like I sound crazy. There are so many times where I'm just like, like I, so there's a reason I pay way too much for an apartment on my own because I literally need to sit here and I I know you understand this because you're a thoughtful dude. Like you just gotta like, yeah, just like sit with your own thoughts and my brain works overdrive. And I know you connect with that because I hear you, the, the way you speak, it shows you're an emotionally brilliant guy. And I think that just like studying for a, a test in math, I study every second I'm awake. Like every second I'm studying mm-hmm. life, people, energy, enthusiasm, positivity, optimism, all these things that are floating in my life, negativity, bullshit, like it's all there. And it's just like, a constant course going on in my head almost mm-hmm. and where I'm having trouble and why the part of this podcast has been created. I want to share that experience with people and find a way to help somebody get to that. Cause mm-hmm. it's so empowering, right? When you feel emotionally connected. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I hear it in your voice with a lot of the stuff you're doing. I'm just, I, I think that the power right now in this world comes from emotional intelligence. A hundred percent. Emotional intelligence. And I would add to that just creative, creative expression. Mm-hmm. 
um, which th- they're, they're, they're one and the same. Uh, I was actually just texting my, uh, my friend, um, lifetime friend, but he's also the creative director over at Rise and Thrive. He actually made these hoodies. Love it. Yeah, it's so for our, our 10-year reunion. So we made these. Is it tenure? It says Rise and Thrive alum. I love it. Yeah, I man. love it. Uh, that's our that's our little logo. Yeah, ten years for me. I'm 28. And uh, wait, you've been doing Rise and Thrive? No, for no, 10 no. Years. Ten years from high school. Okay, I've been doing okay. Rise and Thrive. For I was like, like wait a minute. Years. I no, thought no, you said no. real quick. Okay. No. Okay. Cool. Um, and so yeah, I was telling him. I was like, you know what, dude? Actually, I can even read the text. Yeah, let me see. Because I saw. Damn, is there a guy named Jordan like Holmes? Is that his name? Um. Another, like, motivational guy. Oh, like a motivational speaker type Yeah, guy. he wrote a book. Ah, oh, man. He was a former athlete, and he uh, he posted something today that I saw that inspired me to send this to my boy. I'm blanking on his name. But um, I said, dude, we are in the most valuable market with Rise and Thrive, the market of self-sustainable fields, emotions, emotional intelligence. It just hit me looking at your latest story that this ability to provide folks with a product or a way of thinking that then puts them in the driver's seat of their own emotions is the key, especially with so much falling, uh, falling down around us. It's the one real thing, and most folks don't even know they can control it. You know, It's Huge. like the one thing that we can actually have control over. It's the one thing that actually shifts our experience in reality. I listened to a meditation where one of the things the guy says, Bob Proctor, uh-huh. you know, uh, he says, uh, man's greatest illusion is that there's anything other than his own state of consciousness. Nothing else exists. It's so true. Nothing. It's all perspective. It's all like perspective. everything that's going on. Like the way this is happening right now is completely different. Or maybe it's very similar, but it doesn't matter. It's different for you and then me. it is for you. The yeah. way we see it. Yeah. And it, th- there's so much of that going on in life. Everybody wants the perfect life. They want to make a lot of money. They want to be successful, whatever that means. And they, they're like, dude... I get like I want to be happy, but I can't just give up making money to be happy. Like what would make me happy is going and traveling the world or whatever. I feel you. It's if you can connect emotionally with yourself, if you can be locked in with what you need, you can build a life around your inner strength. Yeah. Understanding your emotions. Then you're like, you start to come into work and take work on differently. You don't need the dream job. You create a dream out of your job a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I'm all about following your dreams, doing what you're doing. I got it. It's also very challenging to just, like, pick up with three kids and, like, right. say I hate being a lawyer and go right. and be an actor. Like, yeah. it's just unrealistic a lot of times. So I think that it's an understanding of if I can really get emotionally right with me, I can shift perspective on the things I'm doing and attack that first. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm attacking now how do I act in my day. That's step one. Not like, let me go quit my job, tell the boss, fuck you, and like run. Mm-hmm. That's not how to start the process of like freedom, personal freedom. That process begins with you and your mm-hmm. own mindset, you know? It's a powerful thing, man. It's like the most EIQ. powerful thing. How, how, did, uh, how did you start Rising Thrive? Like, what was the moment of like, I'm going to create a, is it a business? You call it a business, right? It's not a business yet. Okay. Um, how did I start Rise and Thrive? Um, so I was really against social media. Okay. Um, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, and I'm still like not too keen on it. Um, but I, you know, I use it for what it is. I've been sucked into the hole, and um, so I got on this show, and I needed to create an Instagram and a mm-hmm. Twitter. So I did that for purpose the show. 
Um, that was the purpose. And um, I didn't really know what to post. Um, so a friend of mine who works in that space was like, why don't you just like, you're a motivational guy, you're a trainer, like why don't you just do motivational videos? And I was like, all right, I can do that. So I started doing that. And I started doing it just for me. I was like, it'll hold me accountable. I'll get up in the morning if I have to do this every day for right. the people that are following me. It'll be a good incentive for that. So I did that for a little bit. And then um, I got tired of seeing like my face. So I was like, you know what? Let me take a break from this. Or like, let's just like, let it, let's let it evolve. Um, so I took a break and I didn't think about it. And then like a few months went by and people started asking like, where's Rise and Thrive? Like, why'd you stop doing these posts? Right. Like, it really, like, helped me in the morning. Like, I, I need them. Like, come back. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I didn't know that I had this kind of response to it. So right. I started doing them again. Again, I got tired of seeing my face. So that's when I started doing the interviews. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me take this same energy that I had just, like, doing the motivational bits um, on my Instagram and do exactly what you're doing. Have a conversation with someone that I felt embodied Rise and Thrive in their given profession. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what that turned into. And um, now it's becoming a course. It, it's, it's become a community, um, in a sense, on Instagram. It's not, like, technically a community yet. But now it's becoming a course. And... Um, I really feel like that's the next like launch point for really because it's one thing to like give people the message every day. It's another thing for them to like figure out how to give it to themselves every day so that, yeah, it's cool if they want to go on Instagram and see something that I post just like I do with different accounts. But it's even cooler if I can wake up, if I don't have access to Instagram or if I don't even need it, maybe I can just use it as a check in and I can give myself that same feeling that I was getting from uh, going to those different those pages and all that stuff. So making people, my goal is to make people self-sustainable, global citizens. Right. That's my goal. I want people to feel like if, you, if you're part of the Rise and Thrive community, if it affects you in any way, my goal is to make you feel like you can go into any room anywhere in the world and be comfortable as who you are and feel like you can be an effective human being and add value to that room in that situation anywhere in the world. I'm going to take a step back and we're, I want to go back to that because there's a lot of questions that's rolling through my head. What you said you didn't like the Instagram thing. I know a lot of actors like struggle with the with Instagram that. thing because your your job is being yeah. in front of a camera or being on stage or people watching and critiquing and yeah. and then like your moments alone from that are going to be in front of a camera again. Yeah. Like I, I can imagine that's a child and I did acting on a much smaller scale in my life and you just gotta you like you want to turn off kind of when you when you finish your your work. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you not like about the social media thing? Number mm-hmm. one and number two, has your mindset shifted since you started getting into it a little more? Okay, I'll answer two first. My mindset has shifted okay. um, because I've been intentional. Uh, I've been unintentional with how I use social media, and I've also been intentional, and I've seen the difference. Yeah. Um, when I was unintentional. I was looking at girls. I was just like, and I still do this. I still like look at like basketball clips and like right, football absolutely. clips, you know. And it's just kind of wasting time. Um, but when I'm intentional about it, it's like I'm following people that when I go to their pages, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm engaging with people. People are reaching out to me. I'm reaching out to people where we're actually making real connections right. in real life about things that matter to both of us um, in ways that would not have been possible. Um, in years past. So that has been very good. Um, 
I did not like social media initially because I kind of saw how um, vain uh, of a of a just it, it was like an egocentric um, device, mm-hmm. you know. And I just the way I was raised, I was never really into that. And so, I mean, at least when it first started, it seemed like a lot of people were not really hip to the fact that you could use it for business. And it was just kind of like, look at my life, look at me in like every perfect state of being that I'm curating for your eyes and I felt like that was unhealthy and I felt like it was creating egomaniacs out of all of us I didn't like how much everyone was just on their phones like sitting at dinner talking or at a party when we're supposed to be talking to each other and um, I actually felt like although it was creating this sense of global uh, connectivity it was also deteriorating the um, one-on-one and more like village style um, connections that we have just right in front of us because we have a phone and we have access to Can the Can I cut world. you off real quick? Because this is huge and this is so valuable for people watching and listening right now. I think that guys like you who get that, guys like me who understand the ego maniacness of Instagram, of Facebook, of mm. social media in general, we have a mega responsibility to do exactly what you and I are doing, mm-hmm. which is, and if you're if you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, man, I vibe that. Like, he's right. It's so ego-driven. If you get that, which actually most people do, I think, they understand that it is ego-driven. People are living fake lives through a camera. I got you. If you understand that, it is then your job, your duty to show people that you can use this as a platform for good. Mm-hmm. So like, I realized like I was posting pictures to post because everybody's posting and I I was it was like dude in the beginning you were just hung like you got 60 likes and you were like I want more mm-hmm. like it was like money yeah. it was like anything it was it was a drive and then this shift happened where I was like I have no desire to give a look at the likes at the, and I watch it as a business guy like thinking about where I want to go with Instagram but as a, a desire, like I literally can have one person, just one person reach out and write to me. And I realize that this stuff is so powerful. And you recognize that mm-hmm. through doing, mm-hmm. right? Again, emphasizing, and I talk about this on the show all the time, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. You'll never be able to talk about it unless you just try it out. Um, but you jumped in and you were like, let me see what I can do. And then you tapped out because you felt like it wasn't connecting. Little do you know that attention, those people are are thriving off of your energy mm-hmm. so that's where i i picked up the phone and i was like yo i i really hated my cell phone i hated it i like everybody <laughs> was like reading my text to them as if i was like i had a bad attitude i'm like yo you just told me a tone of voice through a text like yeah. you told me yeah. i was saying something but you don't <laughs> even hear me like i'm texting you so i like hated texting i i was like i was always cool with the instagram thing but really didn't I just think that guys like us, when we recognize that, have a responsibility in a way to show people that this, yes, there's fun, they're scrolling through and checking basketball highlights, but there's also like somebody depending on positivity coming from a place that, there's a kid who's literally at a point of suicide at 16 years old and has no hope and his mom sucks, yeah. and his dad is in jail, and his friends pick on him, and they're not really friends, and he got gum in his hair on the bus today because some kid threw it at him and said, fuck you, kid, and he's lost, and he's ready to end it all. Mm-hmm. And then he sees you, mm-hmm. and talking about Rise and Thrive. Like, to me, 
shame on us if we have the audacity to say that the phone is negative. Mm -hmm. Everything can be negative. It's how you utilize it. So guys like us, man, we got heavy duty work to do. Yeah. Like that's what I recognized about a year and a half ago. Yeah. I was like, man, God has given us a platform. The internet is insane. Yeah. It's insane, <laughs> dude. Like the, the, the fact that I can be in my bed and be like, what up, what up? Yeah. And say something that clicks for somebody. And 7,000, I didn't even got a big following. 7,000 people are going to wake up and see that. And it can shift what happens when they walk out. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, yeah. it's powerful, but a lot of, again, perspective, we're talking about it. A lot of people don't have the, the strength to look at it like that, or they're looking at this video and they're like, okay, dude, chill, like it's mm -hmm. Instagram. Absolutely. If you're using it as just like swipe, 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 which is what most people do, you have a duty to the world if you have something to offer to show it to the people around mm -hmm. you and to offer it. That's what I feel. Yeah. I got a question for you. Go. Um, well, first, I want to say that it's also really difficult but it's a significant achievement when we realize what it is we have to offer mm -hmm. because for a long time I was like why am I in these situations you know why am I around these highly successful people what am I bringing to the table you right. know and then feeling like I don't have anything so then being like oh no I shouldn't hang out with them anymore they're just gonna think I'm a mooch but there was a reason I was there I didn't know what it was at the time I've now figured it out so I'm curious to know what was the catalyst for you, you said about a year and a half ago, when you realized that, you know, the internet and social media can be used for Attention, this kind of man. stuff. Atten like, look, it was weird. I was, I, it clicked that I no longer was searching for love and affection mm -hmm. via this, via my work. In the beginning, I wanted people to say, great job, Nick, and, and pat me on the back and say mm -hmm. it was awesome. The second it shifted to, like, away from needing somebody to tell me I'm great to somebody just saying, yo, this affected me. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is different. Before I was doing it with, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I had expectation. Mm. There you go. I had expectation yeah. that like the words I was going to say were helping somebody. And if I didn't get a right, like somebody didn't DM me, mm -hmm. it was a fail. Mm -hmm. I, at one point, I, I don't know what it was, like the exact moment, but I got, I was just like, damn, like I hate this shit. Like I was done with the phone. Mm -hmm. I just did, I was like, it, I, I feel like I have better stuff to give than Joe Schmo 256, who has 253,000 followers mm -hmm. and is posting jack shit about nothing important. I'm like, yo, why is this? Like, why is the world not responding? Mm -hmm. The second I stopped giving a shit about the world responding, everything shifted. Mm -hmm. So I focused on me, the people around me, the moment, the energy, the yeah. enthusiasm, this, like, but that sat there. The phone was there. Mm -hmm. The microphones were there. The cameras were around me. I got people in my space to record. Like I'm literally in the process of hiring interns to walk with me through my day. And it took me so long to do that because I thought it was going to be seen as egotistical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have completely shifted that mentality. I'm like, no, shame on me if I'm not sharing the good moments of my day. Yeah. We have a, everybody has a free, a free safe box where you can put all your energy and emotion into in a, in a movie form. And then somebody can feed off of that. I think that 99% of the content I'm about to drop in the next few years will not be watched. Mm -hmm. Maybe other than by me when I'm 90 and showing my kids or my grandkids. You know, like, I just don't give a shit. It's not really about, 
impressing Bobby five four six yeah. or like Julia underscore twelve. Like I just don't care about the response. I do care when somebody says to me or or expresses to me that this changed me or I felt this or I need this. That's big, mm-hmm. but I have no expectation for it. Does that make sense? That makes all the sorry. I just got my brother's coming down. I want to make sure he's go. not here. Um, that makes all the sense in the world to me. Um, and it's I, that I latched on to when you said no expectations because that's something that a lot of people, when you talk to them, when I talk to them about it, they don't really agree with it at first. They don't really understand. Yeah. They don't. They understand it, but they don't understand it because it's like our whole life has been dictated by expectations. So that when I tell like a friend of mine, I was telling her the other day, I was like. Yeah, like I just don't have expectations for my external reality anymore. You know, all I have is expectations for how I can improve myself internally. Right. That's all I have control over. And then if those things, like those goals, and then that things I want, around you start to evolve. yeah, you know, Huge. then that's great. But oftentimes they're not going to look the way I thought they were going to look, and that's like the 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 negative aspect of expectations. It's like what is it? It's like the mother of disappointment. Right. They say. Um, cause it's usually not going to turn out how we want it to be. It could be very different. It could be better. It could be a big surprise, but it's just like allowing the flow. Um, and we're going to get a little like hippy dippy right here. Just allowing the river that is each human being to flow through them. Right. You know, the river has no expectation, uh, if it's going to ever end up in the ocean, if it's going to end up washed up, if there's going to be a dam that a beaver created, if there's going to be a bunch of garbage that humans threw in there, the river has no idea. It's just flowing and it's rushing. Yeah. Rush I wanna be a rushing river. Right, right, right. I don't wanna be a lake. I don't wanna be a pond. Right. I wanna be a river. Constantly moving, constantly shifting direction, but always rushing. Yeah, man. You know? With no expectation. Yeah, I may fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. But at least I'll fall off the cliff knowing that I was running doing my life's work. Right. You know? That to me, my father, there was a quote in his obituary where he said he um or at his service, where he he wanted and he this was a quote that he said when he was in college, when he was playing football, and it was true until the day he died. He said, I want to die running to the office. Love it. I want to die running Yo, to work. I love it. <laughs> Hustler, man. Yeah. Hustler. Yeah, and he did, pretty much. I mean, like, until he just could no longer really um, communicate, he was taking meetings, he yeah. was helping young lawyers, he was, like, still working on stuff. Until he actually physically and mentally couldn't do it. And anymore. that rubbed off on you. Yeah. That's in all of us. My brother, who's coming up today, just landed a job as a sportscaster for us at um, Sports Network New York. Yeah, okay. Um, that he starts, I think, tomorrow or yeah. Monday. Um, yeah, he's the exact same way. Where daddy just, daddy was a workhorse. Yeah. And uh, But it was very interesting because... That, again, could have been, and it was for a little bit um, until recently, a trap as into like an expectation right. of what hard work looks like, what success looks like. He took a very different route than my brother and I took. He took the more corporate route, traditional route. And that's not how our lives look. So it's like when we have these long stretches of unemployment, what is that doing to the mental when our example um, was this guy that was always working, that always was able to provide because he always had that job, you know? It's just very different. Um, so it's like, all right, take the essence from that, take the energy of the work and take, like, the intention for why he was doing the work that he was doing and put that into our work. And then, all right, now this makes sense for me. I'm not trying to be like him, yeah. you know? I'm not trying to do the same things he did. I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do with the inspiration he gave me. 
Right. You know? There's a lot of, um, and it kind of bouncing between the two, we're talking about zero expectation or really living to kind of do you, right? And you just said it. Your dad was the kind of guy that was very corporate. He was like, day to day, you have these gaps. So for any actors listening or somebody who gets a gig and then waits for the next one, how do you deal with it? Because you, you're saying, I live without expectation in a way. I'm focused on me. Mm-hmm. Is that your driving force? when you? Because you have to be able and willing to accept it and go if you got it. Able and willing to accept and eat shit on a regular basis. Like, yeah. because somebody's telling you you're not good enough, yeah. you don't look right, you gotta lose weight, you just don't have the great energy, you're not like, how do you go from gig to gig getting told no all the time? I mean, and I don't know how much, like, if you get every job and you turn them down or, like, what no, that is. But. I, 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 you know, let's say I go on 100 auditions, I won't get 100 of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do I deal with it? Um, it's, it's very humbling. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of gratitude when you do get something. Appreciating. So again, going back to the journey. So no expectations. So I don't go in thinking I'm going to get any job. Okay. You know, and I don't, I've stopped going in thinking I'm not going to get the job either because you get to that point sometimes right. where you have to detach a little bit. And now, so you don't, you don't expect to get the job. You also don't say I'm not going to get the exactly. job. Exactly. you in the middle. Okay. I'm in the middle. And so now it's like, and this is something that as actors get a little more experience, they hear when it comes to auditioning is your job as an actor. Right. Actors... Auditioning is your, your job. job. Yeah. Walking around is your job. Paying attention, like you were saying, to every aspect of your day is your job. And that's where the joy comes from. Mm-hmm. You know? That, and you can, you can have full control over that. You can decide if you want to wallow in self-pity and despair over those incredible gaps of time where you don't have to work. Yeah. Make them incredible gaps of time when you're unemployed instead of being unemployed and down on yourself and, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this because I've done that. But how much more enjoyable would this experience of life overall be if each moment, each moment can be filled with this rise and thrive, let's go sensation of exploration for you? It's people's bullshit. They keep telling themselves, like, it's so hard to go from job to job. I have a friend who's a dancer nearby. She's one of the best dancers I've ever seen. She doesn't get a lot of work because there's 18 billion of the best dancers I've ever seen. They're all really good. You can do one of two things. You can rise and thrive through the process and get excited, or you can use the, I don't have a gig, I'm not getting it right now, and like be depressed and miserable and use as as an excuse to not do more, to not do something else on the side, to not have like, to not make life full in those gaps of time. The thing I've been using lately a lot is this idea of praise the process. Mm. So many people are obsessed with praise the product. Mm -hmm. I think all... Almost all of us are obsessed with becoming the superstar actor, mm-hmm. getting the gig, doing, you know, becoming the speaker, getting the bikini body. Mm-hmm. We love the product and we glorify it and we praise it mm-hmm. and we just blank out everything that happens mm-hmm. from here to there. Mm-hmm. But when you are falling in love with the actual process that gets you there, you recognize all the shit that I have to jump over, go under, and go through in that time is the stuff that I love. Because that's giving me what I want. And then by the time you reach product, the product is long gone from what it used to be. It has evolved and grown to something unbelievably astronomical compared to what you thought it could Mm -hmm. be. 
right? So if you praise that process, which is what you're talking about, live every day, the step-by-step, the learning, going to the master's class, getting an education, doing whatever you're doing, starting Rise and Thrive, getting on Instagram, dropping out of Instagram, getting back on. Like if you start to invest in that, what your product was, which might've been, I want to get a big role, just evolved to like, I want to reach millions of people in any avenue and I'm on that road. And then that will grow as you get closer to that product, yeah. right? And that's what, it's, that's what it's become. That's I huge. was literally thinking, and I really like, and again, just taking, I know you got to go soon, Yeah, taking note of the journey and like every step along the way. Being able to reflect while still in the journey is right. very, it's a very like useful skill to develop. Um, having what we call it in a acting school, like a spy back. Yeah. So you do something and then you'd have a spy back. So it's like watching game tape. But if you're able to do that throughout life mm-hmm. in like small increments, it just makes it so much more fascinating and juicy. So the fact that I came here today, I could have stayed at home. And uh, thankfully that guy who um, needed to fix the stove, he had the wrong part. Mm-hmm. So he had to, like, he came and so he came late. So I had to come here late, but then he left immediately right. so I could come. Um, thankfully that happened. It was supposed to happen that way because on the way here, I was like, and I did a great meditation today that kind of kickstarted this. I was like, it's really because you invited me to do this, that I was thinking about these things. I was like, you know what? I know what I want to do for the next six months of my life. And it has nothing to do with acting. Yeah. It's all like you just said about rise and thrive. Huge. And having something that I can call my own that I think is like adding value to the world to me is a much greater experience than booking like the lead role in a huge movie or a huge TV show, which I know will come. See, and that's the other thing. I'm not just giving up on that. I'm not saying fuck you to the boss. Right, right, right. I've done too much work. I've invested too much. I've lost too much. I don't believe in loss. I've just like, things have happened. Right. You know? So I've put my foot in there and I'm not taking it out. And um, just knowing that there's this other thing brewing underneath at a much more rapid pace than I would ever have even been able to conceive because I was so focused solely on the acting, yeah, you know, which is what led me to doing the Rise and Thrive in the beginning, which I was resistant to, mm-hmm. you know, which that's a whole nother set of uh, topics to be discussed at a, at a later date where we have more time. But yeah. it is just really interesting how like once we tap into this and like what it is that we're supposed to do through whatever means, everything else that we were on the path towards and for kind of falls away True. you know we're still walking the path but it's like i know what my guiding light is right i know where i'm going i don't know what it's going to look like right but i know the direction i'm headed absolutely i love it so what i like to do at the end of the show because we're coming to an end i gotta go you gotta go um name of the show is let's go i want you to and i'm throwing you on the spot a little bit something short sweet powerful maybe that you could somebody clicks this off and goes let's go i want to go like i I, I need to take action like i'm excited man that got me fired up don't need to be something crazy deep you just said a a bunch of crazy deeds that just hit rewind that's your let's go but what do you got something to leave people with and it don't if you got nothing we've heard plenty from you yeah but yeah um what i'll say um is um when you when you find that thing whatever it may be for you within you that holds up that stands the test of time it's special it's unique it's rare and it's yours and once we've tapped into that the world is your oyster you can do whatever you want and it doesn't have to be a long-term thing it can happen the moment it's 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 realized literally and each moment 
Each moment after that, it can be sat in and enjoyed because it's yours. And it's only up to you to decide if you want to disconnect from it or not. So that makes me say, let's go, because I know that at any moment in time, I can click into that thing. I don't even have to click in because I'm already clicked in. I don't click out. You know, it's all a decision and it's all up to us. I don't know why I'm looking at the mic. I was just about to say, if you're not watching and you're just listening right now, my man just literally made I love to the mic. He was so like, that's what I'm talking about. Authenticity. That's what I love. Like, I didn't even know him enough to get excited about his authenticity walking in here. I'm so excited that you were a part of this because of your authenticity. Thank you, brother. Awesome, man. So tell us where we can find you, where they can reach out to you. Um, so you guys can find me on Instagram at Tom S. Williamson. Um, that is where I'm most active. And um, my YouTube channel, Rise and Thrive TV. Um, we're going to have some more content coming out on that very soon. Um, but yeah, Instagram is my main, my main form of uh, engagement. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, man. What an incredible time. Guys, my man Tom, give him a follow. Shout him out. I'm sure you all about the engagement. So reach out to him. Uh, he would love to hear from you, and thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me. Let's go. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome, brother. Yo, fam, I want to acknowledge you today for taking leaps and bounds towards a more epic life. Your support and attention is so greatly appreciated, and I never take it for granted. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would continue to be a part of the Nick Packs Fit fam, so make sure you hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you all on the next episode.